0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. We're currently in the ninth chapter at the beginning of it. And his ninth chapter, Daniel is uh, interceding for his nation. He's praying to God. And we've seen, uh, have previous two or three episodes about this. And so I want to go back to the, uh, I think the 12th verse where he keeps repeating uh, this same word. We spoke about it in the previous episode, the word of calamity, how the Lord will bring calamity and he'll bring great calamity. As a matter of fact, he will store up calamity. In other words, there may be some calamity either needed or planned or deserved by uh, situation, circumstance, and he will store that up and wait, uh, I think, waiting to see if people will obey his voice, if they will repent. So let's pick it up in Daniel chapter 9, verse 12. Thus he, and this is the Lord, he has confirmed his words, which he has spoken against us and against our rulers who ruled us. To bring on us great calamity, for under the whole of heaven there has not been done anything like what was done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come on us, yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our iniquity and giving attention to your truth. Uh, this is something I think that we as the body of Christ so need to uh, take into consideration, verse 13. They had been given the law of Moses. Okay, They knew what the Lord said. They knew what the Lord wanted. They knew what he expected. And yet, they had not done it. And when calamity had come, they had not sought the favor of the Lord. And how do you seek the favor? Well, it says, they had not sought the favor of the Lord our God. By turning from our iniquity and giving attention to your truth. So the first thing you do is you turn away from your iniquity. You turn away from your sin. And then you give attention to the truth. You want to know what the Lord wants you to do? You turn away from the sin and you give attention to his truth. So verse 14, therefore, the Lord has kept the calamity in store and brought it on us. For the Lord our God is righteous with respect to all his deeds, which he has done, but we have not obeyed his voice. So he's saying the Lord is righteous. That means he is right in what he's doing. He is right in motivation and deed. He's right in what he has done. The problem is we haven't obeyed his voice. Now, verse 15, we'll continue on. And now, O Lord our God, who have brought your people out, Of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a great name for yourself as it is this day. We have sinned, we have been wicked. So Daniel is just getting right down to it in front of God Himself. He's confessing to God, he's repenting to God, and he's going back many, many generations. He's going back and he's saying, God, this is what we've done. You are the one who brought us out of the land of Egypt. It is by your might and your power, and your hand, that you delivered us as your people. You have made a name for yourself through us. But you know what? He says, as it is this day, we have sinned. We have been wicked. They had sinned in the past. They had been wicked in the past, to such a degree that the Lord had stored up the calamity, then brought forth the calamity. The northern kingdom had been hauled off, let's say roughly 200, 225 years before, likely, into captivity. The southern kingdom had been hauled off roughly 70 years before into captivity in Babylon because of the sin, because of their wickedness, because of their refusal to obey his voice. But now he's saying what? As it is this day, we have sinned. We've been wicked. Now, the way he's saying that, you called us out of the land of Egypt with mighty hand. And had made a name for yourself as it is this day. And then it's like a dash. We have sinned. So what does it mean? I think we can read it in both ways. I think that he's made a name for himself to the people even in that day. Okay? I also believe that even in that day, they had sinned and had been wicked. And that's the reason that Daniel is lifting up this prayer. Because remember the context. He had been reading in the books and read the book of Jeremiah. that the time, of the desolation of Jerusalem would be 70 years and Daniel realized that they're at the end of that period, and yet they are still living in sin and have been wicked. Now, verse 16, O Lord, in accordance with all your righteous acts, let now your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. For because of our sins and the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people, have become a reproach to all those around us. He's praying on behalf of Jerusalem. He's hundreds of miles away from Jerusalem. He's been gone from there. Uh, Daniel was in the first siege. He got captured at the very beginning. So he's been gone 70 years. But he's asking for God to turn his anger away and his wrath away. From the city of Jerusalem. And he describes Jerusalem as your holy mountain, as God's holy mountain. That's sort of important to remember to the balance of scripture in interpreting things. He says, We we turn your wrath away, we turn your anger away. And he's doing this not based just upon a request of a personal nature, which is fine. That's okay. You know, he likely did that. Okay. But he's also doing it based upon the word of God. Is based upon the prophetic word, the word that he had just read in Jeremiah. It's based upon that word. He says, Lord, turn your anger away. Turn your wrath away. Because why? We know it's because of our sins and our iniquities. Not only ours, but our fathers. It's because of that, that your people have become a reproach to all those around us. They look down upon us. Now, one last verse for today. Verse 17. So now... Our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your sake, O Lord, let your face shine on your desolate sanctuary. Boy, you see the true motivation of the heart here. Daniel wanted the Lord to be glorified. He says, Lord, for your sake will you do this will you turn your anger away? Will you turn your wrath away? Lord, for your sake, will you let your face shine on your desolate sanctuary? What is meant by that? He said, will you please uh, restore the wonder and the glory of the sanctuary, the wonder and glory that is represented by your face, right? He says, listen to me, God, listen to prayer. And he describes himself as uh, his servant. Uh, that's that's sort of where I get the idea. People say, well, what do you do? What do you do? Me and I was uh, what do you do? You know, this kind of stuff. And it just sort of hit me years and years ago that really what we are is that we're just servants of the Most High God. And that's really a great answer from what we are and who we are and what we do. He says, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. In other words, his calling forth for a favor on behalf of man from the Most High God and a favor really on behalf of God. Listen to this. Okay? Listen to what I'm saying. And Lord, restore Jerusalem. Restore Jerusalem. <laughs> There's a couple of verses in this prayer which we'll look at in the next episode. But just think about this. Okay, Just meditate upon the heart that's being reflected here and how Daniel is crying out. Again, the time is about to come to the end. They don't know what's going to occur, but he knows the word of Jeremiah. What does Daniel do? He calls upon the Lord and calls upon him to forgive and to restore. I think we need to do likewise, folks. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.